Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio, where each week we talk to a musician, artist, author, or other creative Mississippian working in the arts across the state. I'm your host, Melody Moody Thordis, Director of Grants at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And on today's show, we're featuring the Tutwiler Quilters, this year's Governor's Arts Award recipient for the arts and community. Representing the Quilters is the Director of the Tutwiler Community Education Center, Melanie Powell. So, Melanie, for our listeners who may not be familiar, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Tutwiler Community Education Center and the work that you do there? The Tutwiler Community Education Center actually started 32 years ago. The center began actually in one room at the Tutwiler Clinic. The Tutwiler Clinic uh, is a small community clinic, but at the time they did not have a doctor. So the Tutwiler community asked Dr. Brooks to come down to be the doctor for the Tutwiler Center, for the Tutwiler Clinic. And as a result of coming into the community, Dr. Brooks realized that there were other issues leading to people being sick. So she asked Dr. Sister Marine to come down. Both Dr. Brooks and Sister Marine are nuns. And they realized uh, that there were other issues leading to people being sick. So Sister Marine went out into the community because she, by nature, is a community organizer, and that's what she was doing in Oakland, California, prior to coming to Tutwiler. So they start organizing and developing programs in one room at the clinic uh, to help the people in the community. And during one of her canvassing um, visits to a home, their doctor, uh, I'm one of the that there were quiltings being made by Sister Mary, by Miss Mary Sue Robinson. And as a result of those quilts that she saw, Sister Maureen got this idea to begin a Tutwiler Quilters program for the women in the community because many of them were working from home and could not leave their homes because they had responsibilities. And because the Tutwiler center was outgrowing that one room and they were featured on 60 minutes along with the Tutwiler clinic and outpour of donations came in and as a result of that in june of 1992 the Tutwiler community education center was built so the center has been a vital part of the community for years which started out in one room now has become a community center that has been around for years providing services for the Tutwiler community as a whole and the surrounding area. We offer a lot of programs here. We do an after-school program. We had a, when kids were in session prior to COVID, so kids would come after school from four to six. 
to complete their homework. They will receive tutoring. Uh, they could utilize our computer lab here as well. We also offer a music program where kids can learn the history of the blues in the Delta as well as learn how to read music and how to play music. We have a full uh, basketball gym, so we offer uh, recreational times and the opportunity for the community to utilize the center to play ball or just a place, a safe place to, to exercise, uh, as well as we provide assistance for senior citizens. We now, because of uh, the current environment with COVID, no one is being able to, the seniors are not able to come to the center, but we're still delivering meals to them. So uh, we do, we help out in the community as, you know, in any way we can. Currently now we are providing meals, uh, food produce boxes once a week for the community, and just making sure that because we are a community center, that we can help the community in any way that we possibly can. We also um, have what we call a teen job program. So we offer the opportunity for teenagers who live in this area an opportunity to work here to um, learn and gain job skills. So those are a few of the programs that we have here at the, the center. We service you from 7 to 18. Uh, from our 7 to 12 year olds are generally in our after school program and our 13 or 12 and a half on up are in what we call our, our teen night, two nights a week. Again, this was programs prior to COVID. Uh, teenagers would come in and they had the opportunity to participate in, in teen night, uh, learn social skills, uh, develop skills that they need for, for school as well as help them prepare for college or a working environment or the military, whatever their, their choice might be. Currently, we, are, we have developed some more programs. We did some work around STEM. We were doing some work around photography, as well as teaching young people how to, that 12 to 18-year-old, how to advocate for themselves in a respectful manner and allowing them the opportunity to document their history in the Mississippi Delta. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking to Melanie Powell of the Tutwiler Community Education Center. So Melanie, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about yourself. Can you tell our audience uh, you know, where you grew up and how you made your way to the Tutwiler Community Education Center? I was born and raised, actually, I'm originally from Crystal Springs, uh, Mississippi, on the other side of Jackson. I um, moved away, actually, after I graduated from college at Mississippi Valley State University. Upon graduation, I uh, moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and that's where I was for 22 years prior to returning back to Mississippi uh, exactly about seven years ago. I came back to Mississippi because I wanted to be closer to home and also wanted to make an impact in the community. I ended up in the Mississippi Delta because I have family here. My, my aunt and, and my uncle uh, live here. So I ended back up in the Mississippi Delta 
in which it was home anyway, because for numerous years, my aunt has taught at Mississippi Valley State. And I spent a lot of summers in the Delta prior to even attending uh, Valley. So I came back home and I got a job working with the Mississippi Center for Justice. And in that particular uh, position, I was working and advocating uh, for children and families as a part of a funded uh, opportunity called the Sunflower County United for Children Collaborative. So when that particular initiative ended, I uh, just started looking for another opportunity and this kind of landed in my lap. And I've been here uh, two years at Tutwiler Community Education Center and really in awe about the, the structure of the center because it's an older building, but people always think it's new and the people in the community and the willingness of the community to really embrace the community center. So that's how I ended up, you know, at the Tutwiler Community Education Center. Uh, for years, I have worked in nonprofit. I hold a master's degree in nonprofit management, as well as a bachelor degree in criminal justice from Mississippi Valley State. And I'm also a, a state licensed social worker for the state of Ohio. So uh, I'm just really, all of my work has been working with communities and working with children and families. So this position really feels like home. So for those not familiar with the community of Tutwiler, Mississippi, can you describe the community and, and what you want people to know about it, its size and its people? The Tutwiler community is really, uh, well, let me give demographics. It is 13 miles outside of Clarksdale. That's generally how I uh, will give the landmark of where it is. It is a very small community. Uh, just like most Delta communities, there's no grocery store here. We have a double quick on one side and a Dollar General on the other side. So it is a very small community. And I'm roughly maybe uh, 1,200 people in the community. And that is not including the, the population. And, when, and it's unfortunately when people think about Tutwell, they think about the prison that's here. So uh, it, it is a very rural community and uh, very isolated as well. So I know you said that you have been director of the center for two years now. Um, and so I'd like to ask you, what is your vision for the center? What are some of the goals that you want to see accomplished in your time there? I really would like the center to become a full-fledged community center. When I, when I say that, uh, we're operating at least six days a week. Right now, we're at five to really have just structured activities going on on Saturdays outside of the children playing basketball again prior to COVID. Uh, what I, my goal for the upcoming year is to increase our funding here at the center so that we can provide more programming. Also do additional work around helping our young people in high school prepare for college or the workforce environment as a whole. 
and working directly with parents and helping them learn how to advocate for their children and getting more educational programs into the center that will benefit the community as a whole. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Melody Moody Thordis with the Mississippi Arts Commission, and I'll have more with my conversation with my guest, Melanie Powell, director of the Tutwiler Community Education Center, after the break. Hi, I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. Each week on the Arts Hour, representatives from the Mississippi Arts Commission speak with different creative Mississippians. As part of our series to feature the winners of this year's Governor's Arts Awards, today's show centers around the Tutwiler Quilters, this year's recipient for the Arts in Community, based out of the Delta town of Tutwiler, Mississippi. The Tutwiler quilters are known nationally for their quilts, potholders, placemats, and purses. And as many have done to transition their work during this pandemic, the group even transitioned to making masks for local hospitals and others in need to prevent the spread of COVID-19. On behalf of the quilters on today's show, I'm speaking to Executive Director of the Tutwiler Community Education Center, Melanie Powell. So, Melanie, before the break, we talked a little bit about the beginnings of the Tutwiler Community Education Center and how the Tutwiler Quilters got started. But for those who may have missed it, will you catch us up to speed? Tell us a little bit more about the story of the beginnings of the Tutwiler Quilters and who they are. Well, the, the quilting program has been the longest running program here at the Tutwiler Community Education Center, one of the original programs. So what actually happened... Sister Maureen, who was the executive director here at the Tutwiler Community Education Center for years, went out to do her community outreach. So she ended up at Mary Sue Robinson's house. And Ms. Robinson was making a quilt. She had several quilts on her bed. So Sister Maureen left that day, story has it, with four quilts that she purchased from uh, Mary Sue Robinson on that day, and she came up with the idea of this being an opportunity for women in the community to make their own money. So thus was the beginning of the Tutwiler Quilters. Uh, they put an ad in the paper, in the local paper here, and asked for quilters. 
And as a result of that, they got uh, people who were interested in quilting, but they also uh, had to train them on the specific stitch and the manner in which they wanted items to be made in order to for people to buy them. So uh, thus began the Tuckweiler Quilters program, and it has continued throughout the years. The women here, they, they use the African-American uh, quilting method, and that's how they, they quilt with a certain type of stitching and, patch and fabric. So uh, they have been doing it for years. They started out making quilts and ended up making all other quilted items that could be sold. The quilters do pot holders. They make lanyards for your neck. Uh, and because the onset of COVID, they have made masks as well. The program has been uh, going on for years with donated uh, items. People from across the world and here in the United States, everywhere, will donate us fabric, uh, thread, because they believe in the mission and the work of the Tuckweiler quilters. So uh, very rarely do we have to buy some threads. Um, again, things are donated, and we talk here about our quilts and our items being handmade, and that means that the quilters sit down and they stitch together the items that uh, are made, and which takes longer. Uh, in this position, I've had to learn the difference between a hand quilt and a machine quilt. So all of our items here are hand stitched and which is a, a process and that the quilters do and they, they do with, with pride. Uh, I'm always in awe of the work that they do. That's why they have uh, remained with the hand stitching and, and it's also rich in culture and rich to the tradition of quilting in this area because with uh, Samara Sue Robinson, that's what she was doing. So we have stayed true to the, the craft and the art of quilting that way based upon uh, the culture and the heritage of quilting in the Mississippi Delta. About how many quilters are part of the group right now? Uh, roughly we have 10 quilters that are quilting and they've been uh, with the program for, for years. And the thing about the, the program with, uh, it's again, it's still true to the mission of how it started. The quilters are paid upfront for 8% of, um, for the items that they make. So what we do here, here at the center is we will sell the items on their behalf, but they've already paid upfront for making them. So they don't lose any money. We uh, still, in the tradition of them being hired or being quilters, Tuckweiler quilters, and it being a way for them to make their own money, economic investment, then we don't, uh, they get their paid up front for their work. Well, that is so interesting. It sounds like 
that this has become an income generating project for both the quilters themselves and the center. So that's fascinating. It's 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 really nice to hear about organizations that are finding that balance. Um, so I'm curious, um, the quilters that are involved, do a lot of them come to it already knowing how to quilt? Or is it something where if someone was interested that they could learn or take classes um, and become one of the quilters? Um what they will do is the, the Tutwiler quilters, they will dis- discuss uh, patterns and colors and uh, layout, you know, with each other to determine just because of their, their craft to just say, okay, why did you use this pattern or why did you lay it out this way? So uh, they do have those discussions, but most of them came knowing how to quit with quilt with exception of one. And she attended, at the time, we had a class here. This was prior to me coming, but they had a class, and she learned how to quilt. And she wanted to be a quilter, so she became a quilter. Just recently, though, we have uh, offered a class, and we received funding through the Women's Foundation uh, to teach quilting to generation to a mom or a, chi- a mom, a child, uh, from age 12 to 16. So it was interesting because we had a mom and, a, and actually we had two moms and two sons that were a part of the quilting class. So we're still offering uh, to offering quilting classes as well to pass down that tradition of quilting. Well, that is certainly nice to hear. It's nice to know that people who are interested can actually take classes and learn how to do this quilting. So I know that the Tutwiler quilters have actually gained a lot of national attention um, for the work that they're doing. And it sounds like a lot of that came from this 60 Minutes coverage um, early on. I know you weren't there during that time, but I'm curious, do you know how that came about to kind of push the Tutwiler quilters to being known on the national level? It came about actually going back to the the start of uh, the center. And it was because 60 Minutes featured Dr. Brooks. And Dr. Brooks talked about, if you watch the feature, it's on uh, our website. She uh, just talks about the the work that she's doing in the community and the work that's needed. And the center was featured. And as a result of them being featured, it was an outpour for quilts and people were interested in work and if they were interested in the community as a whole and started to donate as a result of that. Well, that is certainly amazing to hear. I'm so glad that the work of the quilters and the center is getting the accolades that it certainly deserves. Well, you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Melody Moody-Thortis with the Mississippi Arts Commission. You've been listening to today's show speaking about the Tutwiler Quilters, who are one of the recipients of this year's Governor's Arts Awards. Be sure to save the date to see the broadcast of the Governor's Arts Awards, February 19th at 8 p.m. on MPB. After a short break, we'll continue my conversation with my guest, Melanie Powell. 
I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. Each week on the Arts Hour, representatives from the Mississippi Arts Commission speak with different creative people living in Mississippi. Today I'm speaking with Melanie Powell on behalf of the Tutwiler Community Education Center and the Tutwiler Quilters. Hundreds of Tutwiler quilts and thousands of potholders have been sold to people across the United States and around the world. This program specifically works to give income-generating opportunities to African-American women in the Mississippi Delta. It also provides a place where they can use their skills of quilt making to support themselves as well as to preserve a quilting style that is unique to that area. Melanie, I'm hoping you can tell our listeners a little bit more about the women who are involved with this project, the Tutwiler quilters themselves. Do you have some stories that you'd be willing to share? Yes, I always tell them that I am just in awe of the work they do. Although all of them are Tutwiler quilters, each one of them has their own unique style of quilting, uh, how they combine colors and fabric. It is just uh, so very unique. We uh, have one particular quilter who really started out in the program because she wanted to make money because she was a a teen parent and she learned to quilt. And this was years ago and she still is a quilter and has remained committed to her craft. And all of them are just unique in the work that they do. They, as I previously said before, they will work and you know, uh, talk to each other outside because they do not come here as a group to quilt. They quilt from their homes. So, but they will connect based upon if they get stuck on a certain pattern or they bounce questions off of each other without even sometimes having to talk with the quilting director. We have a quilting director here. Her name is uh, Miss Mackey. And Miss Mary Willis Mackey. And Miss Mackey has been with the center uh, since the beginning. So she's been here 30 some years. And as the quilting director, it is her responsibility to work with the quilters to make sure they have what they need. And they come to her every Monday and turn their work in. And she will critique the work. So if they have not, uh, they missed a stitch or something needs to be uh, repaired or she'll go over it with them and they'll make the corrections. So I have to recognize her along with the, the Tutwiler quilters 
as well as Sister Maureen for having a vision of the program. And another uh, sister who worked tirelessly with them is Sister Joanne. Uh, prior to them you know, leaving uh, Tupwiler, they were diligent in working with the Tupwiler quilters. So I really would, would like to thank them for the foresight and the commitment to the program as well. And on the behalf of the Board of Directors of the Tupwiler uh, Community Education Center, I would like to say congratulations to the Tupwiler quilters for the awesome work that they do in receiving this award. I am very uh, humble to be in this position to really thank them for the work that they do and that they have done throughout the years. We spoke earlier about the early beginnings of the Tutwiler Community Education Center and Sister Ann Brooks, who made her way to Tutwiler. Do you know what brought her here? It is my understanding that the someone from the town called her because they didn't have a doctor. They couldn't keep a doctor in the community. So they called Dr. Brooks and she came down to be the local doctor uh, at the clinic. And as I said before, and most people know in uh, who are her doctors know that there are other issues leading to people being sick. And so at that time, there were quite a few issues leading to individuals being sick. And some of those, as we have today, are, are social issues where you don't have access to food or clean water or there are other things that you need to assist you. And she called, and I always say, like good sisters do, you know, when you need help, you call someone, your sister or somebody close to you to help you uh, do things that, that needs to be done. And she called Sister uh, Marie from Oakland, who, like I said, by nature was a community organizer and came in to help with uh, the social issues that were leading to people being ill. Well, that is so wonderful. It really sounds like there is a history and a pattern of people relying on one another, helping each other and supporting each other that has really come into the work of today um, where women continue to encourage and support each other and, you know, bring a real benefit to the community as a whole. Um, well, I am certainly... Um, honored to speak with you today and to learn more about the center as well as the Tutwiler Quilters. Uh, the Mississippi Arts Commission, we are thrilled that the Tutwiler Quilters are a uh, recipient of this year's Governor's Arts Awards for um, Arts in Community. And um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about where they can find out about the community center and the quilters and hopefully those listening will be um, interested in learning more and maybe there's even someone out there who wants to learn how to quilt and get involved and support you guys you can follow the tutwiler quilters on facebook they have their own facebook page you can also go to the tutwiler community education center dot org website i know it's a long name but that is the uh, tutwiler community education center dot org 
that's our website, and you will see more information about some of the work of the Tuckwiler Quilters. You will also uh, see there is an order form, so if you want to place an order to order quilt or pot holders, I don't think the masks are on there, but it's a number. You can reach us at 662-345-8393, and we can take your order over the phone. Uh, unfortunately, we are a small community center, and we are working on getting our online store for the uh, Tuckweiler Quilters. So we have received funding from Mississippi National Heritage uh, grant to do that. So we're working on, on getting an online store. But again, you can follow the Tuckweiler Quilters on Facebook and the Tuckweiler Community Education Center as well. You can also make donations to the quilters or the center on our website, TuckwilerCommunityEducationCenter.org. Uh, if you have any questions, just give us a call at 662-345-8393. Well, Melanie, it's certainly been a privilege to talk to you today. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story and the story of the quilters with our listeners. Uh, be sure to tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. for the Mississippi Arts Hour, which is a co-production of MPB Think Radio and the Mississippi Arts Commission. You can also catch up on your favorite podcasting app by searching for the Mississippi Arts Hour. Today's show featured the Tutwiler Quilters, who are a recipient of this year's Governor's Arts Awards. So be sure to save the date to see the broadcast of the Governor's Arts Awards on February 19th at 8 p.m. on MPB. Thanks for listening and be well. Hi, I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.